It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas. K4HD, Hollywood Talk Radio, the show that goes where few others even dare to go, the show that goes where others simply can't go because they don't have the tools to get there. So with no further ado, let me introduce your host, Dr. Robert J. Newton. Hey, 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 namaste, this is Dr. Newton, and let's get ready to rumble. I was almost in tune there. Wow. Okay. Well, I keep forgetting to warm up, but that's pretty good for cold singing. Maybe that's cold play. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I'm uh, really glad to have Tina Mazzani back to the show again. Uh, She's a brilliant researcher. She has a really good mind, and she doesn't get hooked into all the manure dispensed by the deep state and the deep swamp and um i don't want to take too much of her time we're going to talk about cryptocurrencies today and i got to tell you that if i had invested in bitcoin when some of my younger students told me to do i'd have a lot of money right now but i'm kind of scared shitless of it uh but you know that that's me i i i kind of like things that I can tangibly see, but I can see this as being something in the future. And it's, I have done some research into blockchain technology, and uh, it's kind of interrelated with this, and will probably make this uh, more doable. Um, I just wanted to mention a couple things. Oh, Judge McDonald was on 
the Mark Levin show last night. And while I love both of these guys, and he was actually talking about how many, many brilliant things. I'm only going to talk about a couple because I'm going to get to Tina. But he was talking about how Congress can uh, um, issue subpoenas for legislative purposes, but not for investigative purchases. Uh, uh, and reasons like to try to get dirt on the president, and he and he indicated that they they may or may not be able to get his uh, tax tax returns. Hey, let's look at Hillary Clinton's tax return. Let's look at the Clinton Charitable Trust. Let's look at what the Black Messiah is covering covering up our our last president. I have nothing against blackness. In fact, I get along with with uh, black people really well and they get along with me uh, maybe because I was one many time in past incarnations uh, but regardless of that it's just kind of interesting and I was kind of a I was kind of wondering which part of Uranus that Bernie Sanders came from this morning as he was uh, putting forth his plan to eliminate student debt, uh, I think it was, is it 1.7 trillion or 1.7 billion? He wants to tax, um, he wants to tax Wall Street for this. And I, I have, I'm no lover of Wall Street and I could tell you about a, a thousand reasons why. Uh, but I, I swear this guy, he's like, he can't even, he can't even, I'm watching him on television. He's like Susan Hirona in the Senate hearings. Well, this is not right. You should not keep these people in cages. And she's sitting there reading in monotone, and she doesn't even look up once, which shows that that she probably doesn't even believe the script that she's reading. It's obviously been written for. And I was actually starting to think she might actually even be an android. Uh, and I'm being serious, too. Or, or am I being serious from the planet serious? <laughs> Um, so anyway, you know, when I went to college, I didn't take on a bunch of debt. I went all through law school and naturopathic medicine school, and uh, I funded it myself, and I didn't go into debt. So that's just a bad decision to make. I was working 30 hours a week in the, in the, during the school year and 40 hours a week during the summer. And um, even worse, during law school, I was working full-time the whole time. Um, and that's one other thing that I, that I found out about a Democratic operative said for the last 50 years that they've actually been busing people into other states or driving them in other states and have them illegally vote in the elections. And they're paying them to do so. And I think I actually said, I think I talked about this. If I didn't, then um, uh, you can nick me and uh, I'll stand corrected, but I, I'm pretty sure I did. So we do take your uh, questions and your comments. And so uh, with no further ado, let me get to Tina and... Once again, welcome to the show. The last one we did was really interesting, and I got a lot of response off of it. So, um, just um, you know, there's there's a lot of cryptocurrencies out there. The two most popular, the first one was Bitcoin, and then there's Ethereum, and there's a whole lot of others. So, just uh, I know you've done a lot of research, so I'm just going to let you flow, and I'm going to try and stay on the sidelines and let you. Sh 
share what you need to share. Yeah, and if you have any questions, don't worry about interrupting me. I will stop and hear the question and see if I can answer it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, well, thank you very much for having me on the show, Dr. Uh, Robert Newton. And um, you'll probably find, compared to the other interviews I did with you, I'm going to be a little more perky because this is something very exciting to me. All right, so I'm ready. Kind of going a little bit. <laughs> the first thing I'd like to say is that I am not an investment advisor. Don't think of me as the expert. Anybody out there that tells you that they're the expert in all crypto, they're lying. <laughs> and you'll find out why as we move through this. <laughs> so Trust me, you, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, if you were to compare this to something else, think of it as the dot-com boom. Right? How could anybody have been an expert in everything .com when the .com boom was taking off? They couldn't because too much was going on. For example, six months ago, there was approximately 1,600 cryptocurrencies out on the market. Two weeks ago, when I checked, when I was doing a report, there was 200, no, sorry, 2,225 cryptos. Just now, when I checked, there's 2,278 cryptocurrencies. So it's a growing industry, and uh, I want everyone to consider me like their tour guide through this new uh, crypto world that's coming out, and I'm going to refer to it as the virtual world. So if you, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm recovering from a cold, so I might get a little raspy on occasion, but I have a glass of uh, water here to help me clear it up. Honey and so vinegar. So um, I would like for any of your listeners that have the ability to have their computer in front of them because visual and hearing at the same time can help. And uh, I, once you get your computer in front of you, I want you to go to a location that's called Coin Market Cap, all one word, no spaces, no uh, hyphens, no nothing, coinmarketcap.com. So this new virtual world that's being built, the Internet is set up where there's a dark web, which is the original, where everything goes. There's no security. You can see other people's IP address. It's all right there out in the open. So then they built on top of that, and you've got now Google, AOL, and you've got these HTML websites. And this protects you a certain degree and makes it easier because of all the services that are being provided on that platform to help guide you to where you want to go. When you're on the dark web, you need to know where you're going. Otherwise, you're just, you, know, you, you may not find anything. You could get lost and be in the wrong place which can still happen with the system that's out today that's running on top of it, the HTTPS, is that system running on top of the dark web. Okay. So everyone, I hope, that has a computer, it's up now. A reminder, you're going to coinmarketcap.com. So um, now we have a new layer that's growing, and it's a crypto world, a virtual crypto world. Everything 
that you can think of that you can do in uh, the HTTPS and going out in person, getting a lawyer, drawing up a contract, doing a real, ex real estate exchange, uh, you know, that gets recorded every way it's supposed to, so title and escrow companies, um, and all the other services that you can think of are being built on a new platform. This is a the crypto world. This is going to be more peer-to-peer -peer type of interaction. You'll still be able to see each other, but all of their personal information is going to be encrypted. So people like the NSA might still be able to track you, but it won't be the same. You're going to have more. Someone is asking if the website is safe. The uh, uh, coinmarketcap.com? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. It runs on HTTPS. Okay. Go on. I'm sorry. But okay. That's fine. No, that's fine. Okay. So if you're looking at coinmarketcap.com now, you'll see that there are all of these different types that they call it cryptocurrencies. But really, they're, <coughs> excuse me, they're cryptos. Um, because currency means that it acts like money, okay? But all of these um, cryptos that you see here listed under coin market uh, cap, they list them all under a category called crypt uh, cryptocurrencies. So you have Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, and a few others. Those are the top three that are true currencies. They're used like money. But you start running into other items like Ethereum, EOS, Tether, Stellar. These are not cryptocurrencies. There's three categories that run out here. I think it's three. Um, it is uh, currencies, ICOs, and I'll explain that in a second, utilities and tokens. So it's actually four. An ICO is equivalent to, if you were to look at the stock market exchange, to an IPO, initial public offering. Only in this case, it's an initial company offering, and some people call it initial crypto offering. But it's actually a business that's starting up and wants people to buy into their business, like a stock market. And then later, because like in the stock exchange, the value of the company grows, the value of the cryptos that they bought to help that company start up will also increase in value. Okay. Then, then you have utilities. And utilities are going to be what creates that new platform, all right? There's utilities out there that do legal contracts. There's utilities out there that connect peer-to-peer, -peer, which means person-to-person. -person. So there'll be a lot more direct interaction person-to-person -person doing purchases, um, just giving each other money, uh, removing the bank. And right now, part of the problem is that you have to go through an exchange if you want to go from one type of cryptocurrency to another. Some of these utilities are setting up 
<clears throat> so that you'll be able to interact with other people no matter what kind of crypto you have. It'll automatically allow you to do a conversion or somebody to take it as it is, and it'll create a new spot in their wallet for it or, or whatever it is. So this is part of the blockchain part of it then, right? Well, yes. The blockchain is where a lot of this resides. But there are some items that are not on the blockchain. Okay. The original blockchain or what you would think of as the blockchain where cryptocurrencies are going on, they've created their own platform that interacts and works with the blockchain. These are part of the utilities. Okay. Then you have your tokens because some of those utilities, they want you to pay for the, for the services that you're using on their platform. Another word for token is gas. It's referred to as gas. It's called a token, but people refer to it as gas because it's a consumable. So if you want to drop a contract on Ethereum, Ethereum wants you to pay for the process, right? So somebody else might be writing your contract for you and putting it on Ethereum, and in that contract there'll be steps that have to be performed by the individuals involved in the contract, and as each step gets performed, then and only then does it move on to the next step. For Ethereum to do that, it charges a token. Not a whole token, it could be a partial token, but nobody knows, and also there could be involved that the guy that wrote the contract gets paid with those tokens. It's sort of all in this beginning stage. And then, um, let's see, there was ICO, oh yeah, and then there's the currencies. The currencies work like money. And you can, uh, people are currently collecting the currencies because they're limited. All the, some of the currencies are mined, which means that individuals are out there with computers, and they're what's called hashing out the code that's uh, encrypted, and then doing handshakes with other miners to agree that they came up with the same answer so that uh, it can be moved around. So... Um, they're, the, the people are, they're limited, okay? Cryptocurrencies that are mined have a maximum number of currencies that be, can be created. And new currencies are created when miners come to the correct answer and are able to handshake with another miner, I got the same answer as you. So now this transaction can take place. So once the miners have mined all the cryptocurrencies that are mineable because they're limited in number, then it's expected that the price of cryptocurrencies is going to go up uh, exponentially because um, there's no more to be made. One of the things to keep in mind is that um, there's only, I believe, uh, that Bitcoin, let me take a look here. Bitcoin has a maximum of 21 million yeah. Bitcoin that can ever be made. I was reading that. Yeah. yeah. 
And now... So it's probably date, maxed out, right? Not yet. To date, we have 17,777,962 Bitcoin that have been created and are in circulation. So there's still about two and a quarter uh, uh, million Bitcoin to be made. But if you look at that compared to the population of the planet, that's not even one Bitcoin per person. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I read that, not recently. Right. <laughs> but they're right. fractionalizing it now, right? Yeah, it's always been able don't to let be me throw you off your, Don't let me throw you off your thing. If you want to answer that later, it's fine. Sure. No, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Oh, and I want everyone to understand, I'm only your tour guide in the spiritual world. I'm not your advisor. Yes. Okay. okay so, I'm giving uh, you a tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your question? No, that, that was it, you know. Oh, okay. Okay, so um, let's see here. Well, so, I was and, I was reading I was reading this investment newsletter that was a lot devoted to stocks, and they were basically saying that it's hard to tell where Bitcoin's going to go up because there's been huge fluctuations in price, and I think that's what I don't like. But um, but they they said that people should own everyone should own some Bitcoin because it looks like it's going to go. They think it's probably going to go up to at least sixteen thou from around eight thou right now, right? Something like that. Um, it's at I believe. Oh, here it's right in front of me. It just broke eleven thousand. Oh, god! It's already gone up since they wrote this thing two weeks ago. Right, right. So let's let's cover that fluctuality uh, since it's come up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. Bitcoin, which is the original cryptocurrency, excuse me, I got to clear my throat, um, was originally used by gamers online. It was a way for them to uh, pay each other for winning and trading for, you know, I want that weapon or whatever, and you got it, so I'll pay you for it because I want it, right? Um, and when they were using it for gaming. They had a website that they would store their coins on uh, because it was easier to store the coins there to do trading with a lot of different people because otherwise you have to find somebody and, and you know send your wallets over and, and it was uh, very complicated because the wallets were very draconian in the beginning. So they, the, a majority of the serious gamers that were really into trading for stuff put all of their Bitcoin on a, uh, a website called Mt. Gox. And then when the Bitcoin started... I'm sorry, that was another caller calling that. I'm going to ignore that. When um, uh, Bitcoin started raising in price and piquing the interest of people who were not in uh, the gaming world, some of them started to try to pull their cryptos off, I mean their Bitcoins off, and because uh, they wanted to sell them to other people that wanted to buy them. And all of a sudden, uh, this one, I think it was one guy or two, just a couple of guys, because there weren't a lot back then because they hadn't been mined yet, right? Tried to pull a big amount off 
discovering only that Mount Gox was uh, had either taken some of the coins or they I think they claimed they got hacked at first, but there was a big fiasco because now the Bitcoin actually had some worth instead of being worth one or two pennies, it was worth maybe a dollar. And these young kids had hundreds of cryptos, and they wanted those dollars to go do things with or to sell them, and they couldn't get them off Mt. Gox. So there was a big court case, and Mt. Gox got frozen. Meanwhile, the cryptocurrencies kept climbing and climbing and climbing, and finally the court case resolved right around the time when Bitcoin reached almost 20000 yeah. I believe it was 2017. Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah, I believe it was late 2017. And the courts ordered uh, the, yeah, it was the very end of 2017. The courts, and, and moved into uh, early 2018. The courts ordered the uh, lawyers for uh, Mount Gox to uh, get it, put a team together <clears throat> and try to sell those Bitcoins that Mt. Gox had and reimburse the owners <clears throat> of the original Bitcoins that were in their wallets in Mt. Gox or in their accounts, reimburse them their money. And, of course, they had when the case first started, they had gotten the majority of those Bitcoin owners, who were almost all kids, to agree to take the money. And not the Bitcoin. So when the courts ordered them to do that, it was mid-January, early to mid-January, right after the peak. <clears throat> and they had millions of them. And they were ordered to sell them and try not to bring the market down in the process of doing that. Well, they just finished selling them, did still crash the market, only about, uh, I think, not even quite two months ago. They just finished selling them all. That caused the market to drop because Mt. Gox probably had uh, at least a third of the Bitcoins that were in existence. Now that they're all sold, the prices are climbing back up. And they're climbing up quickly because people can't get them. during the So I have a question. Uh, someone asked this question about five minutes ago. Why is there a cap? Okay, there's a cap. The, okay, so when you go in there, I believe the default um, uh, listing and the order that is listed is by market cap. So uh, what I need to understand is the, que the question asking what's the market cap or why is there a cap on the yeah. uh, quantity that I think so. can never be created. Yeah. I think Why is there cap? Okay, the creator of uh, Bitcoin decided that that's the way it was going to be. Oh yeah, I think you did cover that. Okay. Right, and many of the other uh, cryptocurrencies that have. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come out have also created a cap. A lot of the ones that don't mine do not have a cap. And when you look at um, coinmarketcap.com and you see the circulation supply, and some of them to the right of that circulation supply will have an asterisk. All the ones that have an asterisk are not mineable. That means that that platform is owned and those currencies are created at the whim of the owner. One of those currencies, as an example, is XRP, which is also known as Ripple, and that's actually a bank cryptocurrency. They're setting that up because they want to use it for doing international currency uh, or international exchange so that they don't have to worry about currencies. They don't have to go through, um, oh, God, what's it called, the system that they use for doing international exchanges. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Um, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's done through IMF right now. The bank. They want. The, it's an acronym. If I remember it. In, Interbank something, I think. Yeah. I think it starts with an S. But um, so, you know, and then you see here EOS. If you're looking at the coin market cap, has an asterisk next to it. And EOS is not mined, and they create EOS as they please. Now, the other thing that you need to keep in mind when you're, if you're interested in getting into the cryptocurrencies is who's behind that cryptocurrency, what's their background, and do they present the right type of personality or experience to be able to run a cryptocurrency, mined or not mined, because it would, you know. Now, normally the mined ones, because there's this world out there that's already operating, there are lots of people that do a lot of mining. So they do consensus above, among the miners. They write up white papers, which is a public paper describing what it is that they want to do, and they post it up on their website, introducing themselves to get ICOs, tokens, utilities, or currencies sold to the public. <clears throat> Miners are a uh, involved a lot in the beginning process. They'll go out, they'll be giving the, the mining application to mine uh, the particular item that it happens to be in one of those categories. And then they'll come to a consensus among the miners, and they'll decide whether or not they want to mine it. And then if it's a good developer that's putting this Together, they'll ask the miners if they say, no, I won't mine this, please tell me what the problems are. And they'll start these conversations going back and forth, and they'll set up uh, community rooms to interact, and they'll get as much input, uh, input from the miners as they can and try to fix what they can or what they want and uh, get these miners involved. Because if it's a mined cryptocurrency, which I'm stating now in the sense of 
coin market cap. It's actually the virtual crypto world. Then they're in business because they have somebody to hash and mine the transactions. So what would you consider the cryptos that have, as you say, the right personality to support their platform? Um, Cliff High, who's uh, somebody I follow. Yeah, we like Cliff. Like a, <laughs> yeah, he's like a computer guru of all gurus. Um, you want to find a company that has people running it that have failed and not given up and gone back and fixed their problem or started over because there was too many problems and re and and get past failures and moved into uh, success. Because this is a new world, just like the dot-com era, you had everything, the whole gamut. You had everything from people who really knew what they were doing but were unknown that came out of nowhere and created something successful. You had people that you would think they knew what they were doing, but they didn't and they weren't very successful. And then you had the con jobs. The guys out there that said, you know, they saw if you put something up on um, uh, uh, the Dow and it had .com after its name, it would be sold and you'd make a bunch of money, but there was not really anything behind it that was organized or, or <laughs> developed. And so, you know, uh, some people got lucky and they bought uh, .coms that like AOL or Google or... Um, you know, the, hundreds of them, and they did really well. They made a lot of money. Then you got the people that invested in those who didn't really do so well, and they they didn't go anywhere. Their their dot com stock never broke ten cents or a dollar or whatever. And then you had the people who just went and hawked their house and bought it because it said dot com and it was only ten cents and lost everything because the company was dissolved by the SEC. And uh, because it was a fraud and a con, and you had no recourse. Same thing is going to happen here in the virtual crypto world. You've got all these new startup companies. Some of them are total cons. Some of them are good cons. They're like cons that are real good, and they're getting their price up maybe over a dollar, and they started at two cents. But it's a con. And once they get what their game plan is out of it, they're leaving because the SEC is trying to monitor what's going on, but it's growing so fast, you know, they're trying to set up rules and regulations and, and uh, you know, and give people a little bit of a safety net, but, you know, it, it takes a lot of knowledge, it takes a lot of research skill, it takes a lot of uh, um, trying to stay on top of the new stuff that's coming up, let alone the stuff that's already been out there for a while. On the numbers I had uh, described before, uh, 1,600 six months ago, 2,225 yeah. two weeks ago, and 2,278 now, right? So, you know, it's difficult. But what they have done is they've said, okay, all of the exchanges, right? So now if we start looking at how you actually go in and buy these cryptocurrencies, you, there's a couple different ways. You can use an exchange, there's two types of exchanges. There's one that's regulated by the U.S. government and SEC where uh, everything is done by certain rules in the book, 
and then there are crypto there are exchanges globally all over the place that allow you to buy cryptocurrencies and then there's peer to peer you find somebody uh, who has them what you want and then you trade them or you pay the uh, money for the cryptocurrencies that they're giving you so here's so, a question that's kind of related to what you've been talking about how do you how can you tell if the crypto is a con or not probably okay. something that's been around for quite a while right yeah so um, there's first I want to say there's no guarantee <laughs> yeah right right because when you first started out with the dot-com you had word and word perfect they both that's, didn't make it just yeah. word made it you had uh, Lotus and Excel. They both didn't make it. Excel made it. Lotus died. Right? You had multiple different duplicates, and that shouldn't have happened. We should have been able to have two. But Bill Gates and Microsoft came in and destroyed <laughs> anyone they wanted to compete with, turned into a monopoly, and was and basically allowed to do that, which was illegal. He lost in a court case, and then all of a sudden Bush Jr. became president, and it just sort of fell you know, it never, like, it, nothing ever happened. No, nothing was, you know, uh, it was, they were told to break up. Bill Gates couldn't be a part of it anymore. And, um, you know, he, he had already left, but he still has benefits from it. And they're still a large conglomerate. And they still destroyed Novell, 3Com Networking. They destroyed other software applications. They destroyed a lot of stuff. In my case, some of it was better than what Bill Gates came up with. So there's no guarantee. Well, you still you have can, the you, you still have the um, you still have the Unix and um, what's that other one that's like it? Uh, operating systems, right? Uh, yeah, but um, Unix. Uh, well, there was DOS, which is now Windows. DOS was user-friendly, but as soon as Bill Gates was able to destroy <laughs> all of his competitors, he went into Windows, and now if you want to have an application up on somebody's computer, you have to do it through Windows. Linux was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Linux is used, but, well, Linux was being used by Apple, but I found some foggy information recently that they're not really using that anymore. And that was your firewall. That's why I used to like Apple. Yeah, yeah. Because now you Unix had good firewall that couldn't be penetrated. Yeah. That's right. Unix operating system couldn't be hacked, whereas Windows could. Yeah, and now Apple is getting hacked. You're right, because cause yeah. my, uh, my Hindu priest friend, who's also an IT expert, he told me, he says, he says, oh, I said, Apple can't be hacked, right? He says, well, yeah, that's the way it used to be, but it's not anymore. But I didn't, he never explained the reason why. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that Bill Gates, he's quite a guy, isn't he? The guy that. Yeah, uh, I think that Bill Gates has actually <laughs> worked his way into being part of the operating system or the operating system on Apple now, too. So they have a, they're still going for their monopoly. But this new virtual crypto world could take that away from them easily and probably will because remember I said these were kids playing online video games in competitions against each other globally 
and buying and trading with each other with these Bitcoins. And those kids at the time were 10, 11, 12, 13. Now, that was 10 years ago. Now they're in their early 20s. We have some uh, young, never worked in their lives, multimillionaire adults because they're multimillionaires off of Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. So, and they don't like the, they want to, they want to uh, incorporate this new world that they've created into the world that we live in now. The problem is the concept of the average person of moving their assets into the virtual world is scary. <laughs> yeah, because I'm one we, of those scary. I'm one of those yeah. scary cats. <laughs> right, because we have experienced the windows of that of hacking and and in email, we've been hacked. Yeah, we've that's what been, I'm concerned right? about. That's what I'm concerned <laughs> about. Like like my IT friend, Dr. Sam Pulse said there's n there's nothing that cannot be hacked that's what he told me you know i said isn't there some such thing he just laughed he goes oh doc he says anything can be hacked <laughs> okay so i'm gonna say your friend is wrong okay because what these what these uh kids who are now adults have proven by attempting over and over in teams at every which angle they could come at it they have tried to hack the blockchain that the cryptocurrencies run on, it cannot be hacked. Okay. Well, there's a lot of major. Uh, but there's a lot it of can major. Be hacked, go on. Can be hacked in an exchange. That's yep. where the problem. That's where you're hearing these hackings. Is they're happening in exchanges. So anyway, what was your question? Well, how, how do you stop that? Well, I was just going to say there's a lot of banks and companies, big. Uh, big companies uh, have, have huge investments in this blockchain, so they, so this would indicate to us that that they believe that's the future, right there. That's and right. Isn't aren't isn't Russia and China aren't they doing exchanges and cryptos right now? Uh, China wants to make their own cryptocurrency for their own currency, which uh, it probably does too. The IMF, International Monetary Fund, run by Christine Lagarde, yeah, Christine recently Lagarde. announced that she wants to create an SDR in the crypto world. Yeah. Yeah, I read that so this is last big. week. Right. This is big. And the, see, the large corporations and the governments are always monitoring the younger generations as they get into their early 20s because they're sort of like the guide and the leader of where things are going to go. And they have seen these uh, young adults or kids, they're both, right, because they went through both parts of their life. Some of these guys are in their early 30s now. Um, that that's the direction that they're going. And they're going to do it with or without the system. Because they started building it without the large corporations yeah. and, the, and the countries. And, you know, they, they started doing it on their own. 
So now all everyone else is getting on board so that they don't get left behind. However, if you wanted to move your country's currency into Bitcoin, you couldn't do it because there's not enough yeah. people out there who have yeah. the Bitcoin that are willing to sell it because they bought it because they see what's going on. <laughs> so their only option is to create a cryptocurrency that's for their country's currency. And that's what they're trying to do. So, you know, the this is this is going to happen with or without the older generation. Because these younger people have gotten the attention of the world and the world is responding. So, um, let's talk about how these exchanges work. Okay. So, the SEC has put up some regulations. There's uh, the number one regulation to be able to buy cryptocurrencies in the United States as a U.S. citizen. Most states, there are some states that still don't let you, like Hawaii, is to buy from an exchange that is authorized by the SEC because they have proven that they have set up a platform that it has been approved for KYC, which is Know Your Customer. The only exchange that's doing that in the U.S. right now is uh, Coinbase. So if you want to go into Coinbase and set up an account, you need to be prepared to have a computer that has a camera because they're going to ask you for a picture of your photo ID, and then they're going to ask for a picture of your face. And it could take a couple attempts, because if you don't have your face just right where they can match the two using computer uh, software, you might have to take a picture of your face again. Because they're going to match your face up to your ID, and then they're going to do a search on you. And they're going to make sure that you're not uh, a criminal that's going to use uh, your cryptocurrency, say, for child trafficking or drug trafficking or weapons trafficking. This process of the linking of the two and then checking your background takes a minimum of three days. And I've heard of it being... Uh, up to two weeks. Some people have complained it's longer, but I think it's because they didn't, uh, they, they got frustrated of trying to do their photo ID and their picture ID to get them to, for, for Coinbase to say, okay, I'm satisfied with what you just gave me. It will work for me to do what I have to do next. Right? If you don't get it right and you get frustrated and you're just like, deal with it, Coinbase. <laughs> no, they're not going to deal with it. You have to deal with it. <laughs> 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 so, then once, so this is the only way in the U.S. besides peer-to-peer, which is finding somebody else, to um, convert your U.S. dollars into cryptocurrencies. Now, Coinbase, because they're regulated by the SEC, is very strict about what they'll let you buy once you're in their system. Right? So they only have, I think, maybe eight or ten cryptocurrencies that you can buy. It's Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, EOS, Stellar, Ripple, which is the XRP, uh, 
I'm, those are just off the top of my head. I think there's maybe one or two more. And so that would actually answer this question that someone asked, how can you tell if it's a con or not? If it's, if it's uh, under the scrutiny of the SEC, yeah, that would make, right? Right. That would make, right. Okay. Right. That's the Securities uh, and Exchange Commission of the federal government. So um, if you want to make sure that it's not a con, which peer-to-peer could be, that's why it took me so long is I didn't I, I I wanted to buy Bitcoin when it was ninety dollars each. I wanted to buy ten. And I was so nervous because I wasn't <laughs> sure how secure my wallet was. I found people that would sell it to me. Because I started going to the crypto meetup groups. And so I found people that were willing to sell it to me. I went through the whole conversation with them. I wanted to buy the one guy said he needed to talk to his wife. It was just before Christmas. They said yes. And then when I got the yes, I was like, I don't trust my wallet. I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't know if he can pretend like he sent me a cryptocurrency or he did or he didn't. So I ended up waiting until the wallets got better and that there was an exchange. Now, you could still buy before this new rule came out with the SEC, which came out, I guess, about maybe eight or ten months ago or something. But... Um, it was the, you know, these exchanges are where the weak point is. This is where people's cryptos get hacked, is in these exchanges. My understanding is that Coinbase has never been hacked, ever. Okay. And um, so once Coinbase came up and I knew, okay, I have an SEC location that I can go get cryptos at, I know it's secure because the SEC has scoped every orifice that they have and made sure that there was no way for any problems to take place. And now if there's wallets out that I feel secure that I can go around and look and easily see what I have, uh, what it's worth, when I bought it, how much it was worth when I bought it, that it has multiple securities, it has online help in case I have a problem out of fear that I might do something to lose my cryptos because that has happened too. There's a guy named uh, Max Kaiser who does the RT report. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, he lost 250 Bitcoin, which are now gone forever. Because if you can't, they're in his wallet. But if you can't access it, (laughs) then, right. I think he lost, somehow he lost his seed words or he forgot his password or something. And he can't gain access to it anymore. Okay, so we got about um, we got about two minutes left. Yeah, and I uh, figured that this would probably take two shows at least. Yeah, I'm 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 up for it for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, just before I lose my time, I want to recommend that you show up at the Mount Shasta 5D conference in Wairika, California, July 2021. I'm going to be there exhibiting some stuff that's going to help you transform. I'm going to be talking about it. I'm going to be talking about to the mathematics of gematria, how you open a heart and how you mend a broken heart. And I'll tell you, this information I'm getting, uh, I'm still assimilating it myself. I don't claim to be the originator of it. I go out and I find it and I absorb it as best I can. But what this gematria is showing me is mind-blowing. And I'm going to talk about the different things like pyramids and crystals and 
and uh, the 72 names of God and all the other stuff that I've been studying, I put it together in a really cool thing. So here's a really cool thing for you. If you live in Northern California, Central California, lost wages, uh, Nevada, Southern Oregon, you should get you took us there. I have free tickets. That's about a $200 value for two days. So the rooms for around to rent in that Wairika area are about 50 to 70 or $80 a night. Go on to Trivago or one of those places. Uh, I would really like to see you there. And here's the kicker. At night, besides my thing, I'll show you some of my other um, PowerPoint presentations that are going to flip your wig and then some. Even if you don't have a wig, it'll get flipped. <laughs> uh, um, and, and maybe cover my bald spot. So, <laughs> uh, and what else? Was, oh, and also I'm going to be taking, I'm going to be doing a free tour on a donation basis. I'm going to take you to the waterfalls in um, Dunsmuir and some other cool places. We may even get entrance into inner earth. I made some contact. And there I'm in tel telepathic communication with the people that live there. And at one time I actually went inside there. I'll explain it another time. But we're running way past. I want to really thank Tina for a great show. I know I learned a lot. I'm still scared of <laughs> cryptocurrency. But at least I understand it better. And I will be setting up another show with Tina. Thank you, Tina, very much. You're welcome. And hopefully as we get through this a little bit farther, some people will feel safe to dabble in some stuff that they're sure is going to be safe, like Bitcoin. The, the original is always safe. The problem is it's so expensive. But there are some other ones that, you know, and there are some resources I can give people. So we'll go over that at another time. Okay. Thank you. Namaste. Have a great day. Have a great week and keep uh, sharing the show around and remember to support my books and different things this is what keeps the show going thank you for listening namaste Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.